Uh, today, we're getting to know our cats. I mean, tough and also kind of reality. Like, it's we can talk about it now, you know? Yeah. Now is the time, I mean, with all these movements happening, it's the time to share these stories and break down these barriers. So... <laughs> Hi, welcome to Small Town, Not Small Minds. Uh, today, we're getting to know our cast. But episode two, Alex has generated a bunch of questions for me so that you guys can figure out who I am, what I'm about, and yeah, it'll help you understand me and when we create this podcast a little bit more. So Alex, take it away. All right, we're going to start off easy, but we get way more interesting. So Amy mentioned in episode one, she grew up in Pinoca, but I want to know, what is your favorite thing about Pinoca? Oh, <laughs> currently or growing up? Oh, whichever, both, neither. Okay, I'd say... Either. <laughs> <laughs> both, neither. I'd say currently my favorite thing about Pinoca is going to have tea with my friends, my only true lasting long-term friends that still live there. So they relocated there. Another great, they, they'd they be great to be on our podcast. Um, shout out to Jenny and Ty, also Ooh. known as Jai. Um, <laughs> I don't, I'm not a part of that. I don't <laughs> condone that uh, couple's name. But they were, yeah, so like that's my favorite thing right now when I roll through there. Um... Well, I don't spend a ton of time like in that downtown because typically when I'm in that town, I just go to visit my people, which are my parents and my small town friends and some of my parent or some of my good friends, their parents still live there. So, okay, here's one thing that I would say is true. When I come back from traveling the world and bopping around, I would say Pinoca really offers convenience of getting things done and done quickly without a line um like for example this morning I was at the post office and I managed to ship something off to my friends in Abu Dhabi and it was just convenient like I didn't have to stand in the line it was good to go um same thing when I have to you know do tech runs tan tech in town is really really good just like no lines everything can get done super quick and you can do a million things in the day if you're a super productive person. So that, I'd say, is a shout out to all small towns. But I think that's one thing that's always stood out to me about Pinoca. Yes, Pinoca. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as a part of that, what is maybe one thing that you don't love about Pinoca? Not that long ago, my sister and I were talking and I would say maybe the desirability of my look. Obviously, you guys can't see me on a podcast. But she's hot! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Alex. No, but obviously I'm half Asian. I would say my look is very androgynous with race, but I would say the hardest time I have is maybe just the mistreatment I've experienced in in the past. And my sister, who's like um, not that much younger than me, she's 18 months younger than me, she kind of said that when she was a kid growing up, she used to pray that she had blonde hair, blue eyes, living in the town we were at. And she's gorgeous. Like my whole family, very good looking. But I think it was just that our look was underappreciated. And that Mm -hmm. that was one thing kind of growing up and and now traveling the world that I kind of think, you know what, we need to change that. We really do. That's a really tough experience. Yeah. And I mean, tough and also 
kind of reality. Like it's, we can talk about it now, you know, now is the time. I mean, with all these movements happening, it's the time to share these stories and break down these barriers. So, so like, I have no problems talking about it. And like I said, I, people always thought it was first nations. Meskwatchies was right next door to us. And that's fine too. I think that I'm happy. Like I find that the indigenous women are gorgeous. So that was a huge compliment. Um, but the mistreatment that came with any of people just making judgments about what I look like and just not appreciating this exotic look that they were used to, that was the, probably the most challenging thing for mm-hmm. me. And an experience not all of us have had. I, myself, that's not an experience I've had. So thank you for sharing. Um, three words to describe yourself, Amy. <laughs> uh, three words. <laughs> I would definitely say outgoing. I can literally, you throw me in a room with someone and I will strike up a conversation. So outgoing, I would say, (laughs) I'm just, I want to say different, but not different. Like, oh my gosh, she's so alternative. I just think, I really think about fashion and the world in a very open view. Um, And I like hanging out with people that are really open-minded like that. I'm going to say adventurous. Um, I would say outgoing, adventurous, and... I'd say confident. I think that sometimes works to my demise, but confident in who I am and what I'm about. So bonus interviewer also says three things to describe you. Oh, fun. (laughs) So the first thing I would say about Amy is she's so charismatic. Like, I think you can already tell from just even listening to her voice. You don't even see her right now, but she just has something about her that just draws you to her. Very charismatic. That's so Um, sweet. (laughs) The other thing is Amy's such a good friend. She checks in with you. She's there for you. She's such a gift giver. She's lived with me a month and I already have a new plant from her. Thank (laughs) you very much. And it's pink. And Um, a new bottle of gin. Oh. But we've been moving. (laughs) That's getting pretty used up though. (laughs) That's a mutual effort. (laughs) That's true. Um, And then just gorgeous honestly um my friend described you the other day as a goddess thank so, you that's, and I, I truly would describe you as a goddess see what a nice follow-up with that other story like that's so yeah. sweet <laughs> we're having a moment people yeah. <laughs> we've had a couple gins are we allowed to say that i don't know <laughs> okay um what is your first memory of meeting me because amy and i met about six years ago we just a little backstory we lived um three doors down from each other shout out to the band three doors down um (laughs) and we she works at the high school I work at the elementary school and we cross paths and I'm just wondering like when is your first time remembering meeting me okay Uh, good question first off it was not three doors I think it was like seven or eight (laughs) okay maybe 11 not as poetic though (laughs) (laughs) yes um but we lived in the same street and um townhouses I would say a couple of things that stood out to me about Alex. Um, obviously, she lived with my teaching partner at the time. And she just had this different vibe and energy. And it makes me think of this the first gift I gave her. It was her 24th birthday. And I knew it was your birthday upcoming. And we were still kind of new friends. But I bought this like joke little drum kit set. And it was just like a fun for your desk kind of thing. And... I wrote March to the beat of your own drum because Alex was about that. You know, she 
she wore dinosaur earrings, which I thought was so cool. She had style. Um, no conversation was a was like off limits. And I like that really freeing moment about you where you could just be in it and you would be honest with people. And even if it meant, you know, you were going to educate them about something, you were very blunt about that. So I would say my first impression, I can't think of like the very first moment I met you, but I would say it really connected the dots for me. Just you being kind of like this person that was willing to just walk to the beat of your own drum. And that, that stood out to me. Um, I knew you came from Drum Heller, but you were always rocking these cool little dinosaur long neck. <laughs> what is the long neck called? I can't remember. They were brontosaurus earrings. Thank you, brontosaurus. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I was just excited to get to know you and hang out and do adventures. And since then, it's been an adventurous time. You know, we've done things. We've stayed in touch. We've had our fights, but, you know, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> our beach days, our tanning. Yeah. So many good things. Can I say what, like, my significant first time remembering you yeah okay so um we're actually like coming up on that uh, friend anniversary because it was halloween and this is my first halloween i didn't have something to do and you had me over and we were listening to fleet foxes yes great band as well as mr wives and we were also sharing great. kind of our love of these folk awesome women singers and then you took me to the museum so the haunted house yes and we didn't go in though I really didn't want to but I wanted to be friends with Amy so I was like okay okay <laughs> you can do this Alex you can do it but the line was too long so thankfully went we went home and watched uh not a not so scary movie the but purge. The, it was it was not horror but it was definitely on the edge I for know, what man. I am allowed to quote watch so it was a little bit much for me but that was my first like you and me just hanging out outside of the friends I met you through yeah and I think our other friend Josh was there too yes yeah yeah that's right yeah we all oh, connected through music that's what I really remember. it was music yeah 100% I still also, is yes I you if you were listening to episode one I'm living at Alex's place right now and one of my favorite things right now is the waking up part. She puts on her music. I love it. I can sometimes tell her mood by her music, <laughs> but I just love getting up and hearing that music. So, and she's got a great selection. So thank you. Follow me on Spotify. Yes. <laughs> it's worth it. It's amazing. Um, that actually kind of bounces off my next question. You've lived with a lot of different people. have had a lot of roommates. I think you still have me beat in number of roommates. Um, but tell me some things you've learned from living with so many different people. Yes, I um, I love real estate. So in university, um, after living in dorms for two years, which is like awesome. It was just such an, a crazy experience because you're actually living with like 50 people and sharing a kitchen and it was mixed boys and girls. I lived in, um, I bought a house and invested my money in that. And had a bunch of students live with me and pay the mortgage that way and then sold it after I was done university. So it was a five bedroom house and I lived in one of the five. So four other different roommates would live there. And it, that's probably where I accumulated the most living with a bunch of different people. But going back to the question, which was, what have you learned? Yeah. Like what do you from take living away? with them? I think living with people just offers a variety of things. It, it It's a good test of your patience, which, you know, sometimes things, people live a little bit different. So you get um, this opportunity to, you know, 
learn from other people and it's a really beautiful thing like I love seeing people cook different things and like whether it's like a cultural dish or something their family has traditionally taught them it's so neat to see but for me it is the conversations you have and like if you're struggling and like in university we would we would always have different challenges you're trying to get through school you're often not making a lot of money and you know, they inspire you creatively. They also help you overcome challenges that you're going through by shedding light on a new perspective. So I enjoy living with people. Not only is it cheaper, it's just a really good experience. And there's times where it gets exhausting, like your personal space. But um, I think the overall benefit is huge. And I thought this would end at a certain point in my life when I had bought my own home, which is now another rental property. And you know, it's been an ongoing journey and I've really enjoyed it. So I think it, they offer you different perspectives, but as well challenge you creatively. They really push you to think and live for you and rewire how you've maybe been thinking about things before. Yeah, that's Even great. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, so I'm glad I can help you with the perspective thing, but I know the watching what they cook thing is uh, not really <laughs> happening right now because uh, fun fact Amy, instead of paying me rent, has just become my personal chef. Just and for this month. <laughs> just for this month. Um, but I highly recommend it because I come home and there's just dinner and she is obsessed with plating it as well. Yes, so, people. <laughs> yeah, I just come to the dinner table and I eat and that's been my October and I don't want to look back, honestly. It's been great. Aw. Well, I enjoy the act of cooking, so... <laughs> Uh, this one, man, okay, we're just kind of jumping into a different direction here. Sure. But um, tell me about a time you had your heart broken. Oh, Alex. <laughs> this is going a different way. Just I kidding. know, I <laughs> no, know. Just okay. like, it can be a long time. It could be over a cupcake that fell on the ground. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that would break my heart. <laughs> um, I'll just do my last ex-boyfriend. So I dated a guy in Abu Dhabi from a different country. We were both from different countries. We met in UAE um, at the Formula One races and things were going, going great. And it was summertime. So we came home for, I was coming home to Canada for the summer. He was going to stay or maybe be out there. And yeah, like I just found out he was talking to a bunch of other women and you know, that was really tough. And I had a really hard time with it. And then things kind of were a lot different and now we're friends um we've definitely had some a lot of digesting but I would say the heartbreak not that this podcast is about that but I think having a lot of experiences makes you really rich in knowledge and knowledge is really power so I've taken a lot of those experiences whether it's heartbreak or loss or you know whatever it may be and and put it in you know, forward thinking to be the best person that I can be now and the best version of myself. So I would say that was my last, last heartbreak, but mm -hmm. I've had different heartbreaks in the past. Fresh, deep. <laughs> Next question. Yeah, let's move on quick. Hey, um, okay. So, uh, you talked a little bit about living abroad. So tell me either your favorite place that you lived or something that you love about traveling and being abroad. I feel, okay, well, the coolest part that UAE offered, I mean, the whole experience was really cool. I was there for two years and then obviously came home in the March. So I missed like March, April, May, June, the last four months that I would have been in my work. 
but living abroad really kind of forced your like it just forced you to challenge yourself again you know you knew absolutely nobody you were starting a brand new job you didn't know the country you didn't really know where you were living they set that up for you um but it was a risk I just absolutely loved and I would do it again actually I'm hoping to do it again <laughs> So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, going back to it, what's my favorite thing? Living abroad in the middle of the world, in the Middle East, you were four hours from everything. I mean, I'm a four-hour flight to Africa, four hours to Europe, four hours to China. You know, the possibilities were super endless of where you could go. It was just more about what was more desirable to you at that time. So the accessibility to travel was just so much higher living abroad and I really enjoyed that and you met a lot of people who were very adventurous and loved traveling and you know that was a big part of their life and that's why they were working internationally so I felt like I was meeting a lot of uh, individuals connected through travel naturally so that was really cool Amy is so good at meeting people you <laughs> can drop a like Amy anywhere and she's gonna make a friend it like <laughs> guaranteed <laughs> um abroad also you got a tattoo and now I know you don't like needles so tell me just about like that experience and also the meaning behind your tattoo oh my god that's so funny <laughs> um I have to shout out to my friend Bailey the very first one I got I actually have two tattoos the first one I got is a one on my wrist and we were in Bali traveling and my friend Bailey was with me and I was like I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. She knew I was scared of needles. I was like, you got to come with me. And like this tattoo people took like less than 15, 10 minutes, 10 minutes max. I swear it's, it's a tiny one. And I had everyone running around for me. Like I was doing totally fine. I didn't want to look at it. And then I, I remember I started to like bead sweat a bit and I was like, oh my gosh, blow on my face and she was like my friend was like what and I was like I'm starting to sweat a little bit I just needed to blow on my face and she was like oh like you're serious and I was like yeah so she starts blowing and and I didn't pass out I think I was like right on the brink where you know you're gonna pass out you're like giving like the bead sweat signals and stuff so I survived that one um but my thigh piece is much bigger on my leg and um I wanted to do that one for my 30th birthday and I was in Sri Lanka and I just on a whim was like I'm gonna do this I'm just gonna get it done right now it was like 8 30 at night I was surprised the shop was open this the guy was like 20 he was super young did a phenomenal job that day it just so happened that tattoos were 50% off for women and I got it done and two minutes in fully passed out on him and he was so scared he didn't know what was going on so, yes, the experience was traumatizing for the other people than myself because I know I always wanted two tattoos. So I have two now and I think my journey for tattoos is done. But, um, yeah, both eventful experiences for the staff. And I guess myself, when I always pass out, I come to and I'm a little emotional crying because it feels like a crossover to the other side and back. But, yeah, anyways, that's it. And uh, we're going to take a picture of that tattoo and put it on our Instagram, if you're okay with that, Amy. Both of them? Or the, or the thigh piece? Whichever one. What do you think? Maybe. Maybe the free, maybe the wrist one. I okay. usually don't show off my thigh unless you Special get occasions. Swimsuit experience. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and my last question here. Okay. So just before I ask it, Amy is 
an independent, like strong woman, and I am all about these strong women. And so I want to know what is your proudest accomplishment? Good question. I think looking back on it, I think the biggest thing my parents always pushed us into education. Um, they were both immigrants. My parents were quite young when they got married and had kids. And I remember just how proud they were of me when I got my double, when I completed my double degree in mathematics and education, that they were just thrilled. I was the first child to have a university degree. My other siblings are all certified in different college, um, diplomas and degrees and I think for my parents just seeing that accomplishment for them was huge just making them really excited but I would say the journey isn't over Mm -hmm. so I it's hard to say like one thing I would say maybe the willingness to not settle for nothing less that I don't want Mm -hmm. I would say um yeah I would say that I think just pushing myself constantly and and being being dynamic and open to the possibilities that exist out there like yeah I still don't even I like you know I think people if they ask me now like where do you see yourself in 10 years that's a great question it's hard it's (laughs) I didn't ask it but yeah (laughs) but it's good to have a plan but I would say I'm very open to different possibilities that can occur along the way Mm -hmm. so just kind of rerouting your life and being willing to do that over and over again and like that's what's really saved me I think in this 2020 time is okay here's what I projected to do okay that's not happening reroute reroute and just continuing to do that till it's a it's a fit you know Mm -hmm. or even so I would imagine even when you're married and have kids and raising them like you're constantly doing that anyways so yeah that's a that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can I say what I am most proud of you for? Okay. Um, I think your capacity for self-growth. Okay. I think that, um, you know, you journal, you're introspective, and you put yourself out there a ton, and I think that you constantly grow, and I think that that's a really great thing. I'm proud of you for doing that. Oh, my gosh. This has been so nice to do. It has. <laughs> um, so thank you for listening here. I hope you feel like you got a little bit of insight into Amy and uh, herself and what she's all about. And so three, where I have a series of questions Yay. for Alex. Oh, my. <laughs> that she's going to give us insight so that you learn more about your host. Co- Get ready. We're going to end it for today. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram on Small Town Not Small Minds, as well as if you have questions, comments, or want to connect with us, you can check us out on our Gmail, smalltownnotsmallminds at gmail.com. So-